Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Exciting news. The ESL Empowered, Secure, and Loved eight-week relationship coaching program is officially reopened for application. This eight-week program fills up really quickly every time we open the doors. So you are going to want to apply ASAP. This program is for you if you're ready to get off the dating roller coaster for good. And if you need those internal shifts that allow you to embody a securely attached woman so you can effortlessly attract that relationship that you want. It also is for you if you need the tools for attracting and maintaining that healthy relationship. The program is designed, obviously, to help you bring in that partner that you can build a long-term, intentional, healthy relationship with. And even more importantly, it is about healing that relationship with yourself. This is that internal transformation that is needed when you're ready to step into the relationship that you deserve and to step into the next level of your life. I am personally inviting you to apply if you know that you're ready for help in this area of your life. You can't do it alone. You've tried everything and you are absolutely ready to do the internal work to get the change that you need so you can stop the pain and the heartache in your life and maybe go back into summer, go back into dating, feeling empowered, secure, and loved and ready to attract that relationship that you're so deserving of. If that's you and you're like, okay, Dr. Morgan, I hear you. I know I need this. I am going to take ownership of this area of my life. Enough is enough. I know I deserve what I deserve and I'm going to take action. If that's you, I encourage you to go to my Instagram bio, use the link there. It's apply now. So apply for the program there, or there will also be a link in the show notes. Make sure you don't wait. Apply now to reserve your spot in the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. It's your host, Dr. Morgan. And today we have a very special guest. I'm so excited. We have Nadia from Indian Matchmaking on Netflix. Welcome, Nadia. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk with you. Before we get going, I'm just going to read a quick intro little bio. So, Nadia is born and raised Jersey girl with a West Indian background. She grew up with her parents and younger brother. She attended Rutgers University for undergrad 
and received her MBA in marketing from Seton Hall University. And she currently works in marketing at a fragrance and flavors house during the week and runs her event planning company, Euphoria Events, on the weekends. She is most known for her appearance on Netflix's Indian Matchmaking, but is also a professional dancer, expert, Netflix binge watcher, and an Oreo enthusiast. That I am. (laughs) Welcome, Nadia. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here. So very important question with the Oreos. Do you, I mean, do you take out the filling first or how do you eat them? Um, I usually take the top cookie, like bite the top cookie off. um, And then I chew through the cream and the bottom cookie together. I have never heard that way. I <laughs> and I will double stuff has been my, my go-to yes. like, my entire life. So that's oh. my tried and true. Oh my gosh. I yeah. wish we had some right now. That's <laughs> <great>. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm so excited to have you. And you know, the name of the show is let's get vulnerable. And wow. We talk about being vulnerable you were on TV being so vulnerable with your mm. love life and putting it all out there. It's so inspiring to see that. Thank you. How did you, how did you get the guts to do that and be, be vulnerable in that way? I mean, I went into the whole experience of the show, just like, I'm going to put 110% into this. Cause I was honestly, like maybe I can find my husband through this. Right. And so there was no reason not to be all in. And so when a situation happened where I got upset or where I was hurt, I cried and that's, you know, with or without the cameras that would have happened. It just so happened that they, they caught me. Um, that particular morning was, was really tough because the day before I was working a wedding. So I had almost like a 20 or 22 hour day. They came to my house so early in the morning. So like, I didn't get a lot of sleep. I woke up that morning, got my period and Mm. I had to put that white dress on and sit on the couch. And I was, it was just the perfect storm of, of things to happen. And then, you know, uh, we started talking and each question just like dug a little deeper. And uh, when, you know, they brought up the question um, about Vinay, I, I just lost it. (laughs) I was like, I I can't. And so Mm -hmm. um, that, that was the moment. And, you know, it was so sweet because I I got messages from, you know, people all over the world being like, I cried with you. And I was like, oh my goodness, (laughs) this is so sweet. That was one thing that really stood out to me just about you and how you showed up on the show is it was so real. You were so authentic. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I tried to, you know, Mm -hmm. be my whole self. I felt comfortable in front of the camera and, and with the crew, they were great. So, um, I think that was, you know, very clearly seen. Yeah. It, it made you so relatable. I, you know, I just think women everywhere are just relating to your story. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
One thing I wanted to kind of explore with you is this really important question when we're dating of the relationship that we have with ourselves and our own mm-hmm. self-worth and our beliefs about ourselves and just <laughs> Dino, <laughs> exhale. I know. Where are the Oreos? I have my pack staring at me okay. right over there. <laughs> yeah. And just how, how that impacts our dating life. And if you're open to sharing just for you, what you've realized about that, I would love to hear. Yeah. I mean, I think when I was younger, it was really like, I, I think I approached dating in such a poor way. I was just like, I need everyone to like me all the time or like guys, especially. And then, um, I quickly realized that that did not lead to many fruitful relationships. Um, it was led to a lot of fruitful hookups. Um, but that obviously wasn't sustainable. Um, and then I think I really started to understand myself and what I was actually looking for. Um, I think after my last ex, it was really hard for me to uh, recover from that. Uh, We lived together. It was, I thought that that was it. Um, And then we broke up obviously. Um, And so, yeah, that took me a long time, but I think having, you know, being able to say like, I like myself, I am worth you know, I am worthy. Um, I am comfortable in my skin, which is, was also another thing. I was like, well, I'm kind of weird. I'm quirky. And I have all these like different sides to me. Like who's going to like that. Um, and then I came to realize that I love that. So if someone doesn't like them, like, can I curse? Like, sure. fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and so I, that was, I kind of started applying that to, to my friend circle as well. Um, because yeah. I felt like there were times where I was hiding certain parts of myself with different friend groups. Um, and so that, you know, was playing on my relationships with them because I couldn't be my whole self. And so once I started feeling confident in who I actually was, I really started to whittle down my friend circle, started to whittle down who I was spending time with and what I was spending time on. Um, And then, you know, that then related to dating. Um, And so, yeah, it was once I understood me, um, I really could go into dating with like, I know what I want and I'm confident in that. I love that so much, you know, and I, I think it's this whole thing of no one is going to love you enough to make you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I think when we're younger, so many of us we're looking for that person who's going to make us feel good or that person who's going to complete us or, mm-hmm. you know, even if we're doing it unconsciously, we're so focused on having that relationship that then we become shapeshifters, which is kind of what you're describing of, well, what parts of myself should I filter out? Yeah. 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 I felt like I did that for so long, um, where I was, I had all my friend groups like very segregated and I could be that part, that version of myself with each of them. Um, but then I think probably my later mid to like late twenties was when I was just like, what am I doing? This is exhausting. Like doing this. And it was not, um, it was, it just led to very kind of surface, um, you know, very topical relationships, nothing like, 
deep. Obviously I had like my core group that I already knew that I was that like yeah. they were the core, but then like, as I started to whittle away the the rest, I was like, yeah, they're still there. <laughs> so, uh, it worked out. I love this so much. And I think it's so relatable that for a lot of us, the twenties kind of is that decade of, okay, well, who am I really like what, what really matters to me? What are my values? Um, but I, I love this piece of, Hey, you being your authentic self, your, your multifaceted, quirky entrepreneurial, you know, really powerful female self is how mm-hmm. I see you anyways. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think that then when you step into that, you attract the people who are meant to be in your life and relationships are just so much more fun and easy. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I actually did a coaching session, um, with, uh, Nicole Moore. She's a, a love. Oh, I know her. Yeah. And so, um, during that session, we talked about why I felt that men were intimidated by me or that like my relationships weren't, um, successful or my dating uh, relationships weren't successful. And we like went through a few things and, um, things were because, you know, I own my own business. I'm, I'm entrepreneurial. I I'm, I'm a tall person. And I think sometimes taller people come off a little bit more intimidating because like, if I walk in and I'm seeing eye to eye with the guy and he's probably not used to that, like sometimes people put their guard up and there were a few other things, um, that, you know, kind of, we, we discussed, but, uh, it was kind of eye-opening to see that, acknowledge that. And now like taking that into my dating life that like, if somebody can't, uh, see that as like positives about me, um, or good things about me. And then like, why even waste my time? (laughs) It's so true. Yeah. I, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that there's so many successful women who I work with too, who sometimes feel like, oh, you have to play down the success or, you know, and the reality is, is that that right partner for you, that person who you're going to grow with is going to celebrate and support you and be thrilled that you are doing what you're doing in the world and making the impact that you are. Right. So um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And hopefully he's out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. He's stuck inside he right now because of quarantine, <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> he is. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think I'm actually so curious, like where, where you're at right now when it comes to your journey and just how, how you're feeling. And if you want to share that. Uh, in my dating journey? Yes, in dating. Yes. Okay. Well, after the show came out, I honestly was like, oh, this is going to be great. Like tons of guys in my DMs. Well, the guys I want in my DMs are not the ones who are there. Um, and it's like, I, it's actually gotten harder to date in my opinion, um, only because I don't know if someone wants to date me or date Nadia from Indian matchmaking. Um, and I'm on like, I'm on match. Um, and I, you know, swipe every now and then and, and try and see, you know, what's out there. And, um, I've had a few people like recognize me and they're like, Oh my God, I can't believe it's you. And I'm like, well, now are you just going to want to message me because you recognize who I am? Um, so I like somewhat prefer if people don't, but then it's also, 
I need someone who is somewhat confident enough that like if we're in public and I get recognized that, you know, they're not going to feel threatened or, you know, lesser in any way or anything like that. So um, I don't know, it's, it's been really tough. So, and it's a pandemic. So um, the dating journey has, uh, has been hard, but um, my puppy is keeping me occupied. And so uh, that's how I've been (laughs) spending a lot of my time. I appreciate you sharing that. And yeah. I understand what you're saying is you, you need someone who wants to know you for you, not the version of you that is out there for the world to see on Netflix, but that wants yeah. to know the real Nadia. And for you, it's important that you find that out early on so that you're not investing energy that is not well spent. So yeah. it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and I know it's out there for you. And I know that you will connect to that person who cherishes you and values you for who you are. I hope so too. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Thank you. I'm excited for you. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to ask you about just in thinking about a partnership and I feel like you've learned so much about yourself and just where, where you're at right now. What are some of the core values for you when you're looking for a partner? What are some of the things that you look for? Um, I think one of the biggest things is that the person is family oriented. I am so close to my family, um, my immediate family and my extended family. Uh, My cousins call me the mayor because I you know, know everybody, talk to everybody. I, I try and have a relationship with everybody. Um, and so I don't think I can date someone who's not okay with, with being around family. Um, and, uh, I think another thing is just passion, um, for, for anything. Uh, if you're passionate about basketball, comic books, working, like whatever it might be just for something I, you know, have been a dancer my entire life. And that is my passion, um, being on stage or, or just performing in general just gives me so much life. And so someone who equally shares something that they are passionate about, I think, um, is important that we both have our things that, you know, we can share with each other. Um, I love that I, one. And I just want to interject. Cause I think yeah, yeah. it's also this beauty of be passionate and hang on to your identity as we become a couple so that we both have things that fill us up that then help us show up in the relationship at our best. Cause sometimes people get in relationships and they lose those passions. Right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think um, that's a big one for me because one of my exes um, was always like, oh, you're spending too much time at dance. How come you don't want to hang out with me? And I'm like, get a hobby. <laughs> I love <laughs> Find that. Some, like, don't, <laughs> don't let me be your hot. Like, I'm not your hobby, you know? Um, and I'm so... not your hobby. I love that so much. <laughs> and so that was really hard because it was like, you know, I've been dancing long before you showed up, sir. So like, why are you once, yeah. like, who are you to tell me that I'm spending too much time at dance? Um, and so, yeah, to have somebody who is passionate just about anything um, yes. is uh, really important. Yeah. Um, I would say another thing is someone who's like, I would say ambitious. Um, I am a very ambitious person. I think, um, to have someone who kind of 
mirrors that energy and we can like push and, and support each other is, is important. Um, and I feel like oftentimes there is a point where like one person has to put things on hold because like maybe another person is, you know, taking off or maybe, you know, some things have to adjust. But I think when you both have the ambition or the understanding, um, I think, or in my ideal world, I would hope that um, if both people understand that, that kind of drive that, you know, eventually somebody you know, could compromise. And I mean, they make movies on this where like one person starts becoming super successful and then like, does that make the other person not feel as whatever I can go, we can talk about that for a long time, but we can, um, (laughs) um, I would say, I mean, I love to laugh. So someone who, you know, is funny and entertaining, goofy, um, kind of, doesn't take themselves too seriously because I also don't take myself too seriously as serious of a person as I am. Um, I think when I'm not working, I just, you know, let my hair down. Um, uh, what else? Someone who can cook (laughs) because I can't cook. I could Um, so there, everything you're saying, I'm like, yes, this is me. This is me. I I mean, that would be an ideal. Yeah. Meal delivery. I have to have meal delivery. Otherwise I have a fridge full of HelloFresh. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, someone who's up for adventure, spontaneous adventure. I love to travel. I book flights on a whim. I just do things when I feel like it. And um, I'm grateful that I have the means to do that. Um, and so, yeah, someone, those are probably like the top things that would be like my ideal guy. I, I love that. And I know that it's out there and it's available for you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's the piece about the career and what that means to be driven and date someone who's also driven. Let's explore that a little bit. Yeah. That, that's definitely something I've run into. I know many women I coach run into this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for, so, I mean, I have like two and a half jobs at this point. So yeah. I do work full time. Um, I work at a uh, fragrance and flavors house. Um, and then I, I do event planning. So I run yes. my business, um, and my, my meeting after this is a client meeting for a wedding that I have coming up. Um, and so I do put a lot of time into that and I'm lucky that both don't coincide with each other. So I can do both things. Um, I, you know, eventually I feel like I will choose one, um, to, Mm -hmm. to continue to pursue. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that I have the means to pursue my entrepreneurial journey, but Mm -hmm. well, for now this I'm enjoying where I am. Um, I think having a, a partner who is just equally as like at the end of the day, my, my ideal would be to be a quote power couple, right. Is that like we work hard, play hard. Um, and so to be able to afford nice things and like, I want to, you know, I have a vision of how I want to live my life and I would hope that, um, they are also on board with that. And so Mm -hmm. that is the moral of the story. It's so (laughs) important. And I think as women, it, we all have had experiences where we've actually kind of felt like, oh, the man feels a little bit intimidated or, you know, I need to play down 
kind of what I'm doing. Younger Morgan, I think early 20s, I went on a date and I was talking about my vision and becoming a psychologist, et cetera. And the person I was dating um, was in construction at that time and not to knock on that, but he said to me, I would never feel comfortable if you made more money than I did in our relationship. He just literally said it out loud. Yeah. You don't really hear, (laughs) you don't hear men say it very often, but I think unconsciously, a lot of men can feel that. And it's sad because it's part of society. It's part of the insecurities of they have to be the caretaker and the breadwinner. Um, But being willing to be with a man who's confident enough that, hey, you can both win. You can be the power couple. Yeah. You can have conversations about money and not feel scared. Exactly. Um, I think, you know, like Jay-Z and Beyonce can do it. We can do it, right? <laughs> um, That's so funny. No, I always is- listen to Beyonce before any podcast interview. So she's my go-to. Oh, really? oh yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's like that's kind of like an ideal world. And yeah, to your point, having, I mean, at least he was upfront with you. Um, you know, that's, that's a good thing, I guess, rather than going on and just kind of feeling like, Oh, I'm stuck. Um, and if that should be the dynamic where like, if he feels like he wants to, like, my other thing was if the, you know, the partner that I'm with, if, he wants to be the stay-at-home dad, like, and I just need to adjust like what I'm doing and we go that route too, then that's fine as well. But like, just have like Mm. the drive or the ambition to do something Um, or the passion again, going back to that, like to do something. So if that's what you're passionate about, like being able to be the caretaker, um, if you understand and are okay, that I am going to be the breadwinner, like that's great too. Like we can do that. But again, I think it takes a guy who is, uh, confident in who he is or in our relationship. Absolutely. Confident in who he is confident in the relationship. Exactly. That security. Um, yeah. Okay. We can grow together. Yeah. Your growth doesn't have to be a threat to our growth as a couple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Growth yeah. mindset for each individual, but then also growth as the couple and knowing couple. that you can do that simultaneously. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 That is the ideal. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is so out there. I, I know that. And yeah, speaking from personal experience, so, <laughs> um, I, I know that I think one of the things with dating and I'll talk a lot about dating mindset, but people sometimes, um, can get discouraged, right? It's like, Oh my gosh, I just don't want to get back out there. But knowing that there is absolutely no failure in dating. I always say that. And it really is about, okay. I need to go in with no expectations, total curiosity. And I'm, I'm a love scientist. I'm just gathering data about people. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's my, my motto in dating is like no expectations. And I think yes. I said it on the show, like you twice, did. You did. Um, because I, again, younger me would go into these dates and I have this like romanticized version of the person that I'm going out with. And when they didn't live up to that, you know, 
creation that I made in my head, I would be so disappointed um, when, you know, he didn't show up with roses for me on our first date. I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe this. (laughs) Um, So it was, you know, that's uh, the no expectations is, is a big one for me because um, I actually read this book. It's called um, it's just a fucking date. And that book absolutely changed. I probably read it like mid twenties and just completely changed the way that I was, I was approaching dating um, because I think I went into it as like, I might potentially marry this person or Mm. I might, you know, this might be it. Whereas the book really kind of drives home the point of like, it's just a date. It's just two humans meeting and sharing a moment together. And if that, you know, moment or that story continues, then great. If it doesn't, then you were literally just two people who met for a drink or met for a coffee or met to, you know, do whatever it is that you do. And so I think, um, that really changed the way that I went into dates where like, I was like, Oh, well, it's just a date. Like it's not a big deal. And, um, you know, it helped me to relax. It like took the pressure off as like, I'm not marrying this person tomorrow. So (laughs) I don't have to, you know, like woo them in, or like feel like I needed to woo them in any way, but just kind of like be myself. If it worked, it worked. If it didn't, like we just had a drink and that was it. Yes. That makes it so much more fun. You and I know this so (laughs) much more fun. And I think one important thing too, is it allows you to tune into how do I feel? Like, I think if you're going with expectations and how it should go, you're thinking about what does the other person think of me? Right. Am I meeting these expectations? Um, But when we're just relaxed and we're having fun, it's okay. Well, how do I feel? Exactly. Like, am I enjoying this? Am I, you know, like living my best life right now? Is this making me feel happy? Or like, do I feel nervous by this person? Do I feel intimidated? Do I feel this, this? And then like, do I even want to see them again? And so I think to your point, you can just be more in tune with like how you're doing and then determine like, is this the neck? Are we seeing each other again? Is he going to text me back? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Just relaxing. And I think um, this whole idea of we have to be able to relax in love. And I always tell people the way that your dating life goes is going to reflect the relationship. So if you're feeling like you have to play games in your dating life with someone, then your relationship is going to be filled with games and you don't want a relationship like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I used to go to a reflexologist that my old boss recommended to me and she was just like the sweetest person ever. And, um, you know, we used to talk about dating. She's like, you're young, you know, what's your story? Whatever. So I shared with her and she would always be like, you know, she's like, when I met my husband, she was like, there was not rainbows and butterflies and, and all this like fireworks and stuff like that. She goes, we met and she goes, I just felt so calm and so at peace with myself. And she was like, that's how I knew that he yeah. was going to be, you know, my husband. Cause she was like, no one had ever made me feel so calm and peace and like at ease. Um, and I was like, I love that. So I always think about that when, when I go into dates, like again, to going back, like, yes. how am I feeling by this person? Like yes. what kind of vibe are they sending off or what am I picking up from them? 
So I think that's like a huge piece of it too. I love that. And I talk a lot about attachment theory and that really speaks to secure attachment. When we feel safe, when we feel secure, it's that wonderful data of, wow, this is something that I could really grow in and, and build. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. I know she's the best (laughs) and I, I still carry that with me. So so good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as we're talking about dating and I, I know that so many people are going to be getting back out there post <laughs> post pandemic. Yeah. Ready to go. This is a random question, but I'm just curious. Do you have any like pre-date rituals that you do or anything you do to get ready? <laughs> I do in my, usually on my drive, listen to like some really hype music just to like yes. get my energy up, like make me feel good. And, um, that's, that's usually what I do. It's nothing, you know, I don't like do yoga or something like, I'm just like, all right, let me just like get my energy. Let me, you know, feel my best self. Yes. And then, um, I, I just go in with, with my no expectations and I'm like, okay, here I am. Um, but yeah, that's usually what I do is, is just good music and just trying to like feel, be in like a good space. I think so many people will focus on like, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? What should I wear? Like what's going to happen? And the reality is the best thing you can do is just get into the best energy that you can be in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, post pandemic, I just don't know. I honestly feel like it's going to be, I heard, um, I heard this on another podcast that they were, it was like another dating podcast. And they were saying that like post pandemic dating is going to be like, um, a very sheltered child going off to college for the first time where like, it's just going to be chaos where people are just going to be like, (laughs) I'm free. I can like live my life. Um, and so part of me is, is like nervous to try like post pandemic dating. Um, but the other part of me is like, maybe people will want, you know, a stable person. Cause I don't know if I feel ready to meet many different people. Um, mm-hmm. so I feel like maybe they will want someone just so it's like one person who's consistent rather than just like seeing a bunch of random people. I don't know. That's just well, my personal opinion. <laughs> the good news from research that we're seeing is people are much more aware of their values with the pandemic. And actually a lot of researchers are predicting that marriage rates are going to skyrocket. You know, people are realizing, Hey, I actually need slash want a partner to navigate life with. Yeah. So clarity on that, I think will hopefully, you know, yeah, it will cause people to be more intentional. I like to think about dating. Mm -hmm. Are we doing it intentionally or is it just something we're like doing to fill space? Right. So with the values clarification, let's hope there's a lot more intentional dating that's taking place. Yeah, I hope so. Um, which means maybe weddings will also increase. Hey, <laughs> I like this for you. This is going right? to be your season. I already feel it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So. <laughs> I love that so yeah. much. I love it so much. Glass half full. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? One thing, um, just circling back a bit, because I'm realizing this, um, I think 
sometimes the approach that makes us so successful in career and in our own growth and achievement of, you know, go achieve, push, do set timelines, et cetera. It's that very kind of like masculine energy. A lot of, you know, entrepreneurs have, and it's a, such an asset, right? Mm-hmm. And clearly you're very successful and, you know, doing, doing a lot in your life. So I know I, I feel that from you have so much ambition <laughs> and drive and I love it. That's myself as well. Yeah. Um, what I think sometimes happens is we can actually apply some of that energy to our dating life mm-hmm. and it just doesn't work. <laughs> Uh huh. <laughs> Preaching to the choir right now. <laughs> I know we're both like, yes, it does yeah. work, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm curious your thoughts on that, or if you've if you've had that realization as well. I I kind of have had that where I I mean I'm a planner, um, and so when I am dating, I'm like, okay, like let's try and do this today, or like let's do an activity for our date. Like I looked into this, this, and this, and like let's do this, this, and this, and then he'll just be like, I booked us something, and I'm <laughs> like, why don't we just go to McDonald's? And so part of me is like, okay, well maybe I can't bring my planner self to dates or like into mm-hmm. dating because maybe people don't like to have every minute of their life planned out. And like I said, I am very spontaneous too, but mm-hmm. I'll do spontaneous things, but then I'll plan them if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So, okay. <laughs> um, and so I, I haven't, uh, had any luck bringing that side of me. Um, but when I do talk about the fragrance side of, of my, my job, um, people love that. They just find it really interesting. They're like, Oh, what have you worked on that I use and things like that. So like, that's kind of interesting. Um, but I mean, the, the masculine or like the, the energy, like you were saying that, yeah. that, you know, you keep to the drive and the, this and the, this, that's sometimes where I think the intimidation factor comes in. Cause it's like, Whoa, this girl has so much, like, what am I going to, you know, bring mm-hmm. to the table or what am I offering? That's mm-hmm. going to make her life, you know, better or enhanced or what, whatever it might be. Um, and so, yeah, that's part of, the struggle that I've had is like finding a guy who either can like match the energy or mm-hmm. like push me even further. Um, Cause it's like, if you can't motivate your partner past, like if they're already self-motivated, like what, what else um, yeah. is there? So yeah. It's yeah. Fun. You know, and I think one of the pieces with this is learning how to step into a feminine energy with our partner of, okay, well, how do I allow myself to receive or give, give them the opportunity to show up and do some of the planning and put in some of the effort. I can so relate to you, by the way, like in my past relationships, I was like, okay, so I planned our week long trip and here's where we're staying and here's our activities. And like that, that was so how I would show up pretty frequently. So inviting the person to do some of that and, and it's that surrender of control as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> like allowing yourself to relax in the relationship. And this is part of that connection too. You know, we talked about, oh, the person who you just feel calm with. Mm-hmm. 
when you have that kind of connection, it allows you to, okay, I can let them give to me and plan. And yeah. 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 The few times I've tried to do that, it's always like, oh, like I have this whole itinerary, like, hey, you plan one day of the weekend, I'll plan this day of the weekend. So we both like have our turns. And I've tried that a few times with like guys that I've dated. And it's always like, I have a full day. We start at like, you know, breakfast and then we go to like a cooking class and then we go to like at this and then this and then like the whole day is planned. And they're like, oh, um, I made lunch reservations at the diner down the road. And I'm just like, okay, cute. And then you're just like, okay, so like, what do we do? Are we spending the whole day at the diner? So like part of me really struggles with that sometimes because it's like, okay, I gave you the opportunity to plan the whole day for us. And you did this like one thing. Um, So part of sometimes it's like disappointment from past experiences have just like forced me to always plan things so that we're not just like twiddling our thumbs when we're on vacation. Um, But yeah, to your point, I think just finding someone that I can be like calm with or at ease with and be like, okay, we'll just figure this out together. It's okay. You know, it's, yeah, I don't know. Some of yeah. the allowing it to unfold and maybe yeah. not having it <laughs> planned out and just showing up and yeah. yeah, there's a few approaches there, right? Because in relationships, there's always roles. So maybe with your partner, it's Hey, we know I'm the best at this. Like, Mm -hmm. this is my strength area. So then they're kind of allowing you to be the person that does the planning and you agree on that. Um, Or there is also you just practicing, okay, I'm just surrender, whatever. I know, as much as there's both. (laughs) Exactly. But like sometimes, as much as I plan and I do enjoy it, um, sometimes like you just want to be taken care of too. You just want someone yeah. else to plan and to do it. Yes. Um, Cause yes. it does get exhausting to just always be the one like, well, what are we having for dinner tonight? I don't know. Just pick a plate. Like you pick it, you make the decisions. Like I, sometimes you're tired of, you know, making things. And then yes. if the other person doesn't like it, then you're just like, well, mm. so I don't know. It's as much as I enjoy it. Sometimes it's like, well, I want to be, you, you know, know be taken care of, taken too. care of too. Yeah. It's that reciprocal, reciprocal energy, reciprocal investment. And you absolutely deserve that. And then I think part of it is also that, you know, knowing that you can communicate about it and you can express that to your partner. So yeah. I think women listening, all everybody, we, we sometimes struggle with, well, Hey, I can share what I need and ask this person to meet me. Mm-hmm. And then I get to see if they do or not. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I've always heard like, oh, it's so hard to surprise you. Cause you just want to know everything. And I'm like, well, if you just put like a little bit of thought into it, you probably can surprise me. Like I don't always know everything or like, yeah. you know, so I don't know. I just feel like, uh, if it's not the easy way then like, or from my experience, the people that I've dated, you know, if it's not like an easy way, then they're just like, Oh, well, there's no surprising you. So you just do it. And then, you know, you'll know everything. I'm like, okay, well, (laughs) that's not fun. (laughs) Yeah. You know, what I'm definitely hearing from you is effort is attractive. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Put in effort. Like, 5% is like, I'm not, I don't even ask. I don't ask for a lot truly. Um, like when I'm in a relationship, like 
in a relationship. It's like, so my love language is quality time. Mm -hmm. And like that for me can just be even us sitting like on the couch together, like not talking, but just like being in the presence of one another or like, Mm -hmm. you know, playing cards at the end of the night or just like making dinner together. Like that's not even a lot to ask for from someone, but people always assume that like, for some reason that I need like the whole rainbow and the whole like, you know, works, but it's like, just spend time and like, I'm fine. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, uh, it's tough to, to communicate that, that like, mm-hmm. I really just want you to sit with me on the couch and like binge watch the show. Cause like, that would be really great. Um, and feed you Oreos probably. Right. <laughs> like I would be the happiest girl in the world. <laughs> yeah well I think it's so important to know those things and clearly you know that you know what's important to you and then as we get into the 30s which by the way love the 30s yes (laughs) decade arriving in the 30s yes you're just so much more confident about who you are and you know what you want and then it's being able to communicate it yeah and then actually receiving it and you know i'm confident for you that that's that's coming for you that you will find the person who can meet you and i always think relationships add value to our lives right the the ones that are healthy that are long term we want to stay in they're adding value so yeah i think part of what i'm hearing for you is that person who is going to come in and add value to your life Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like, I mean, after getting, after getting my puppy, I was like, will I ever love someone (laughs) as much as I love my puppy? I was like, have I just forgotten how to do this? Um, what kind do you have by the way? Um, she's a Havanese. She's so cute. cute. I know my little Oh my gosh. Say hi, so Millie. Cute. <laughs> yeah. Look at her. Um, she's only, she'll be five months um, on Saturday. Um, I have so an eight month old multi poo. Oh, oh, so cute. So um, but yeah, I was like, will I ever be able to love someone as much as I love like my dog? Um, <laughs> have I forgotten how to do this? And, you know, what it's like to have somebody, mm. you know, be there for me or want to be there for me or me being there for them. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's like a weird place to be in. Dogs are such a, such a great corrective emotional experience is how I think about dogs. You know, they're always happy to see you. It's this unconditional positive regard. It's, it's a wonderful relationship experience. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. it's, it's so exciting to just like come home and see her. And I'm like, no guy's ever going to be this excited to see me as she is every day when I come home. Um, you know, it's, I don't know. It's all right. Someday yeah. someone will, you know, and I think you and I both know this. And I, I say this to the audience a lot of this fact that a relationship cannot give you anything that you can't give yourself. Right. So just that awareness of, Hey, you, you've been busy creating the life that you want and creating that love for yourself and within your friend group and in your career. And now you have a dog, like you, you give yourself the love and you can step into that as a single person, you know, and then in a relationship, it simply multiplies the love that you already have. You already have love, right? Yeah. Relationship is just a multiplier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. 
Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's some, it's hard sometimes to, I, I guess, or it's hard for me sometimes to think about it in that way that like the things that I do for myself are ways of showing myself love um, rather than like, these are just things that I enjoy. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, um, I like that way to frame it. Yeah. 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 You already have all the love available to you. It's, it already exists. And when that person comes into your life, it's just a multiplier of the love that's already there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you have such wonderful energy and you're so positive. And, you know, I know whoever is lucky enough to be in your life that you will absolutely add value to them. Um, And lucky, lucky, whoever that is. Yeah. (laughs) Um, whoever, whenever. Yeah, yeah. You'll definitely have to keep me updated. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like a part two in like yeah. six months. Yeah. <laughs> you and the rest of the world. I think I got so many mess. I mean, almost like pretty frequently I get a message like, are you still single? I have this guy, blah, blah, blah. Are you still single? Here's my cousin. Are you still single? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, so Lord. people, I mean, it's, People want me to find love, which is sweet. Um, but then it's also like, well, don't offer your, you know, whoever, like if it's, you know, it's, it's nice. Like people Girl. message my mom being like, Hey, like, you know, Nadia, blah, blah, blah. Like, I just want to make sure that it's okay by you that I like message her or date her or whatever. And so my mom would like show me these messages and oh. I'm just like, no, this is not the approach. This is, <laughs> this is your journey. And I know you were very generous to the world by making it public, but my hope for you is that you can reclaim it and make it private for yourself and, and yeah. really just you know, honor that space for you because nobody needs to know or deserves to know. I think the way I look at it as it's unfolding, right? Like, Hey, surprise us with an engagement pick and like, you know, (laughs) but like, I hope for you that you can be as boundaried as you want to be as you're going on the journey. You, you definitely deserve that. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, um, I was actually dating someone before, um, after filming before the show came out and when the show came out, he's like, well, are you going to like tell everybody? It was like, no, I was just like, the world has seen enough Enough. of my entire life. I was like, I talked about my period on global television for God's sakes. Like I'm pretty sure everybody (laughs) knows enough about me. And they've seen the inside of my house. They met my parents. Like I was like, they know, like, I was like, I'm not telling anybody about anybody I'm dating until like either there's a ring on my finger or we magically eloped somewhere and then I'm coming back like married. I fully understand and I support it. I get (laughs) it. I support it. Honor that for yourself. Yeah. 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 It's, um, It's too tough. And I think it's also like kind of embarrassing to be like, oh yeah, I'm dating someone now, but ooh you know, two months down the road, like, oh, we're not together anymore. And then like that whole back and forth, like, I don't have time to deal with that. So, um, I think until someone, you know, proves that they're like worthy enough of, of staying in my life, like long-term, then Mm -hmm. we, you know, I can talk about sharing it on in a public, you know, sphere, but I get it. I get it. Um, 100%, you know, I, I do hope that, you know, that there is no embarrassment like it is just a journey each relationship is an experience and I know sometimes we can feel that way but really just being so kind to yourself and 
there's there's no failure it's all learning yeah it's yeah all learning, right um, yeah but no I'm I'm on the same boat as you I think just the work I do since I'm a relationship coach I keep my dating life pretty private yeah. to the annoyance of my audience they all yeah. know. <laughs> But I'm like, hey, when there's a wedding, y'all get the photos and y'all know who it is. But exactly. until then, I try to keep it pretty low key. Yeah. yeah. And it's so funny. I do um, like bridal shoots every now and then. So I'll like post pictures on my social media and people are like, oh my God, did you get married? I'm just like, <laughs> do you, A, do you see your ring? B, why would I only post photos of myself <laughs> if I got married? Oh my gosh. Um, and so, yeah, That's it's great. just funny when people like, I, you know, will post a picture in, in an outfit and then people are just like, oh my God, you got married. I'm like, no, but thank oh you. My <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. Wow. Well, I'm so excited for you and where oh. you're at and you're just such a bright light in the thank world. You. So appreciate you. And I'm really excited for everything coming up. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, um, I am, I am too this year. I mean, last, I mean, I think everyone thought last year was going to be their year, right? 2020 yeah. big round yeah. number. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, knock on wood, I, I feel good about this year. And, good. um, I think, you know, as, as you said, you know, people really learning their values and what's like really important, um, yes. you know, during, during quarantine. And so, uh, I'm hoping, uh, 2021. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Anything that you want to share with the audience, let them know about, or, um, how they can find you, you know, whatever you want to share. Yeah. Um, so wedding season is, is back in full swing. Um, we mm. are starting our first wedding of the year next weekend, mm. um, which I'm so excited about to, to just get back to like a somewhat sense of normalcy. Um, so if, you know, anyone needs wedding help or tips or advice, um, you know, you can reach out at euphoria events NJ. Um, if you just want to chat, you can reach me at, at Nadia Jagasar, um, on all social media platforms. That's perfect. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we will definitely include all that info in the show notes. So Nadia, this has been such a pleasure. You're so easy to talk with. Thank you. Yeah, this was wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Is there anything that you would want to say to maybe like our early 20 something female daters who are struggling? Like what, what would be just a piece of advice you'd give them? Um, I think a piece of advice that I wish someone gave me when, when I was that age was, and, and I know this is going to sound so cliche, but live your best life. Um, I think to this point, uh, or when I was younger, I used, I felt like I was kind of living to living to get married or like dating to get married or living to do this, mm. but like, just do what makes you happy. Um, in the moment. you know, mm. in the moment, yeah, life is, life is too short. And I think, you know, we we all witnessed that, um, you know, this past year. And, yes. um, I think we, I think in my twenties, I took a lot of things for granted. And so, um, yeah, just, just live your best life and, you know, whoever's out there for you or meant to be in your life will, will be there or find a way to, to be there and stay. Um, and so, yeah, don't, uh, don't do anything that, that doesn't bring you joy. That doesn't spark joy. <laughs> I love this so much that that was beautiful. I couldn't have said it better. 
Nadia, thank you again for being such a wonderful guest. So appreciate you. Of course. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And thanks everyone. You know, as always, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. We'll talk with you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.